0: Welcome to the Impactful Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Clark. For the last decade, I've had the privilege of learning from impactful leaders across the globe through my service in the Peace Corps and nonprofits. Their leadership has inspired me to highlight those among us who are truly impacting our world so that we may learn from them and be more impactful together. Yes, leadership can be learned. The guests on our show are providing direction, inspiration, and leading the way in their business and community through service. Are you ready to have an impact? Welcome to the Impactful Leaders Podcast. How's it going everyone? Welcome to Impactful Leaders where we where we speak with business owners and our and leaders because as leaders we have the responsibility to grow ourselves and our organizations at the same time. Now no one is born a leader, but it can be learned. And I can't wait to share these stories with you from current leaders to unlock your potential and inspire you to be better. In today's show, I'm super excited to welcome Darius Stevens, a realtor with Keller Williams and owner and CEO of Stevens and Company Real Estate. Thanks for being here, Darius. Yes,
1: sir. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: So what led you to start your business? Were you one of those kids? I mean, you just mentioned to me before, you're 24 years old, you're starting Mm -hmm. your own real estate company, you're hustling all over georgia were you one of those kids that were selling baseball cards up on the on the playground
1: so not baseball cards but i did used to sell my own toys like whenever i wanted new (laughs) ones my parents would be like look some (laughs) cut it out but i used to i I would take my toys i'd put it out into on this little foldable uh, table out in my driveway i would just sell them you know that way it's like i've got a little money in my pocket but i don't have those toys you said i had too many of can we uh can we get me some more? <laughs> so that, that's kind of what started it, honestly. You know, I've look, my mom will tell you, if it's not bolted down, I'll sell it. And that's been anything, man.
0: You so know? that's just a part of you.
1: Yeah. And in all honesty, it is. I mean, it, it, if you ask me, everything in life is a deal. What, No matter what it is, mm-hmm. no matter, even if you have a spouse and you have a favorite meal, hey, can you make me spaghetti and meatballs? And she goes, yeah, 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 I'll make that if you, you know, if you do the dishes, boom, done deal. Everything in life is
0: a deal.
1: No matter what, no matter which way you look at it, everything in life is a deal.
0: That's really interesting. Have you ever read the book? I have it over there in the corner. Never split the difference. Negotiating as your life depended on it by Chris Voss. It's by the FBI. Not. I'll I'll give it as a recommendation. to Anyone listening, I'll probably leave something in uh, in the description about it. But essentially, it's from an FBI, an ex FBI hostage negotiator. Mm-hmm. and it's all about how to navigate those con not necessarily conflicts but if you're in a sales call if you're in a mm-hmm. hostage negotiation if you're in a fight if you're in a conversation like you said everything's a deal everything's a negotiation everything is mm-hmm. some sort of conflict or story that you have to try to solve whether it's a win-win or whatever i i can let you borrow my book too cuz or just listen to it it's just it's so filled with information i bet you would eat it up
1: no, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to listen to it, man. I'm an audiobook guy. You know, I'm always okay, so. showing,
0: so I'll, I'll <laughs> throw it on the
1: throw a podcast, throw an audiobook, and just throw it on while I'm driving.
0: And then, so the, for these first few years that you've started real estate, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to come overcome?
1: So, I'll be honest, this, I'm in my second year now. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest hurdle I've had to overcome is, one, being so young, and two, being so, I I'm, 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 I'm wouldn't even call myself green because I'm not green. It's just new to the industry. Yeah. You know, like when I'm telling when I'm at listing appointments and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I want an agent with experience, you know, and you seem like you're really good. You know what you're doing. Let me ask you, how long have you been in the business? And I'm, I'm not going to lie to them. Honestly, I'm in my second year, you know, and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. In my first year, I did double the national average in my first year, not knowing what I'm doing. You know, well, I was figuring it out as I was like, go on the job training, you know, but yeah, I mean, that, that's been my biggest thing. On all honesty, and obviously, you know, the consistency, just kind of learning the ins and outs of the business as I do the business, you know, I don't, I don't have the luxury of stopping and waiting and learning a thousand things a day, especially in this market, you know, everything goes so fast, you got to move just as fast, you know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a balance between learning and just doing, just going a hundred percent.
0: And then you just recently won an award, I think a couple of months ago when we first met each other. Yeah. So that yeah, just shows that was, uh, what you're doing, man. I mean, if you got that in less than two years, what was the award again?
1: So that was the rising star award. Yep. So basically, you know, I'm not, and I'll be honest, I'm not going to talk like I'm the best agent at my office. I'm
0: not not yet,
1: you know, but they see it, they see it coming. That's the keyword, though. <laughs> not
0: yet. That's right. And then do you have any leadership experience before you joined in? Like were you went involved with sports, were you doing anything like that or not really? And if not, what do you think makes a good leader? Like the leaders that you look up to in the Keller Williams group, what have you learned from them that you think you'll be able to apply to your Stevens and company real estate?
1: So as far as leadership experience, um, I don't even know if you would count this as leadership experience, but like when I was growing up, my my father left, it was just me, my mom and my brother and my mom Mm -hmm. used to always have to be gone working. So I was the quote unquote man of the house while she was gone you know, and that started at age seven, you know, and then played football, you know, the offensive yeah. line, defensive line. Um, I did it too, which in there there is no real leader, but it teaches you the, you know, the teamwork and how to t- kind of work around situations. You know, before then I was a diesel mechanic. i made a uh, night shift supervisor in my second year of being a diesel mechanic with no experience, you know, so mm-hmm. in, in all honesty, what I think takes to be a good leader is extreme ownership i don't know if you ever read that book by jocko Willink.
0: no i Best haven't book I've ever
1: it. read in my life it's called extreme ownership basically it just talks about like when, when you're a leader not old, like it's all on you no matter which way you look at it i don't care if i told you know person number x hey do this and they did it wrong it's not their fault they did it wrong i should have explained it better that's mm-hmm. what a leader does. takes the ownership you know they don't they don't point fingers. it is what it is. Take it for what it is. it's a learning experience, and that's what I think makes a good leader. you know somebody that can that's humble enough to understand that you're not perfect, and just because you say it doesn't mean it's that's the way it is. it's not law, and that's what I think makes a good leader to me. you know you have to influence the people and again, I know I'm kind of rambling a bit, but That'll um you know one of my favorite things is. I don't remember the quote verbatim, but it basically says you can't like you can never find out who the general is when they're in the field working like a soldier, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think a good leader is. I, w- I would never want to be on the pedestal stool just pointing fingers. I want to be in the field with my guys, with my crew, with my team, doing what needs to be done. And I think that's what makes a good leader in all. Of them.
0: And I think that kind of matches from <clears throat> excuse me, what when I first met you, we were at the Gwinnett Chamber and you were with one of the I believe he was one of your, uh, like, up uh, the people that you mm-hmm. respond to almost. Mm-hmm. So that just shows, like, he was there right alongside you. He didn't just send you out to go do that alone. Right. He joined you.
1: Right, 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 and right. then,
0: So what made you decide to start your own, the Stevenson, Stevenson Company Real Estate?
1: So I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I like my name on everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my name on everything. You know, in, in all honesty, it's, it's about branding. You know, mm-hmm. I want Stevens & Company, you know, it's not a team yet. It's just the LLC name, it's just my business name, but it's a brand. When, I, mm-hmm. when people see Stevens & Company real estate, you know, I want them to think, one, service. Like, I always tell all my clients, you know, one, thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity to serve you. You know, that's what I want them to think, service, you know, and they know that when they come to me, when they see that sign, you know, no matter what happens, because we can't control everything that happens in business, but no matter what happens, we're going to keep their best interest and take care of them. Mm -hmm. They know that when they come to me, either we're going to get the job done, you know, and again, you can't account for everything. Sometimes things just don't happen. Regardless, we're going to keep their best interest, 100%. I don't want them to doubt that, uh, you know, even a smidge in their
0: mind. No, it's really interesting. And then, so in within the next year, we were talking before this call too. So within the next year, you're hoping to grow your team. Mm -hmm. Let's say if we were to meet up a year from now and look back on this, what are some things that you, what who are the types of people that you're going to be looking for? And then, what sort of characteristics would do you think does it take to make it into the real estate industry?
1: So the characteristic part—that's what I'm going to start with—is actually quite interesting because we do at my office what's called a DISC assessment. Which mm-hmm. basically, you know, tells you what kind of personality styles you are, and there's so many different personality styles in here that fit in so many different roles. So I don't even know what characteristics I would look for as far as their personality. I know what I would look for for me: it's somebody that would balance me out, because I'm I'm a high D and a high I, so I'm gung ho, ready to go. Like I'm a, th- I'm a thousand miles a minute, and that's that's just the way I am. So yeah. I would probably want somebody that can balance that out a little bit, you know, just tug me on the back of my shirt, kind of like some coaches do. And football to keep her from jumping on the sidelines, just pull me back a little bit. Like, hey, 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 that's a good idea. But, you know, let's look at all the details here. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I would want just somebody that can complement my personality. Because if we have a thousand of me's, people just like me, we're, you know, we're just going to be running, just running and going. Yeah. So I want people that are going to balance me out and compliment what I already have and what I want to do.
0: No, and I think that right there is a key understanding this the world that you're in your own strengths and weaknesses, and mm-hmm. then finding other people to complement them and surrounding you with the right team. So that way you have the right, right. balance of everything.
1: Right. Right. And then, and that's what I want at the end of the day. You know, if I, if I pick up an agent and she is better at working than buyers than me,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: my buyer's agent. That's my buyer specialist. She's working the buyers, you know, and if I specialize, which I do and I buy sell mm-hmm. or, you know, just the selling side, the listing side, I'm good. That's what I'm going to focus on. Because we're professionals at the end of the day. And if she's a professional in the field that, you know, or in a, in a, you know, sect of the business that I might not be the best in, she's the professional. That's her role. You know, and then that's, and my goal is just to put people in the places where they're going to thrive.
0: No, I love that. And then uh, do you have, so for example at height we have a commitment. Everyone that joins us, we all find our commitment, what drives our business, what drives us to do the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything like that? What is your commitment in life? What drives you to do the business that you're doing?
1: So and I and I, I love answering this question but I don't cuz again it makes me sound conceited. <laughs> I I want to be remembered like at the end of the day. I want <laughs> to build a legacy, something that's going to outlast me long after I'm gone. And I don't have kids, so I would love kids. I would love to have something to pass down to my children. But if not, again, I want something that's going to be long-lasting. I want to make my mark on this world, whether it be – and it doesn't have to be through real estate. Real mm-hmm. estate can just be a vehicle for it. You know, If I make all my money in real estate and I'm remembered for being a philanthropist, cool. That's fine. That's, that, that's no issue. I just want to, like I said, build a legacy, build something that's going to outlast me because that's the key to immortality in my eyes. Yep. You know, people that remember you long after you're gone. So, you know, and I, and I, it's not to say that's the only thing. I do love helping people. You know, before I became an agent, I wanted to be, I wanted to do like civil services. I thought about being a, a oh, cop, nice. I thought about being a fireman. Yeah. You know, so technically, real estate housing is a need. So technically, I am still a civil servant.
0: Yeah. You know, okay.
1: Obviously not, but (laughs) you know, it just depends on how you look at it, but that's what drives me. I just want, I just want to be remembered. I want to do, I want to do good in this world. I want to leave my mark.
0: No. And I think that's great. And I think the way you explained how the real estate you're using that as a tool, one, something that can build your wealth and so forth, but then you can use that to help other, other avenues that may not have that wealth for an example. I mean, at height where me, I'm always using my spare time volunteering and working with nonprofits and such. So I think that is somewhat of a commitment and that would be you. I mean, you, I see you all over the place. I mean, we're friends on Facebook, so I see everything that you're doing. <laughs> and then, um, so you were talking about the value and I know in your post, you're always talking about like your values of what sets you. So what sets you apart from your competitors when you're doing this? I mean, there's so many other real estate agents. Right. Why would they want to work with Darius? So, and
1: this, and it's funny because a good bit of my clients actually come from people that were with other agents. Um, oh, really? So, yes, actually. My last clients that I got, their agent, they're closing next week. Their agent, their agent was their cousin. You know, and that was a little, oh, that's, it's going to be a fun Thanksgiving for them. Yeah. We got them because one, that's, and that's where that conversation of, you know, the, the, um, the experience level came from. She wanted an agent that was more experienced. And I told her, I've got that experience, you know, and when we met, I told her about me only being, this is my second year, but she could see the experience like coming out. So for me, one, it's experience, you know, years doesn't equate to experience. I could have been in the business for 30 years and only did 10 deals, you know, experience is experience. So that's one, two, I'm aggressive. In this market, I feel like a lot of older agents may have gotten – there's too stuck in their ways. They used to the way the market used to be. I was built in this market. I was built mm-hmm. in the toughest market anybody's ever seen. So, I mean, that's not going to go away. You know, my, my person, my – you know, who I am from this market not going to go away. So, when I'm aggressive, I'm fast. I communicate almost 24-7. I always tell my clients, look, you text me whenever. I'm mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I'm going to be in my phone anyway. <laughs> you know, you text me whenever. <laughs> you know, so it's the communication as well. I like to keep my clients in the loop. I'm not one of those that, Hey, I'll just call you if I have a problem or I'll call you if I need you. I like to keep them updated.
0: You know, even if I don't have an update,
1: I'll just text them. Hey, no updates right now. I'll let you know when I get
0: something. Yep.
1: You know, and I'm really personable as well. You know, my stepfather, I have a white stepfather. I'm half black. I'm half Dominican. You know, um, I have been in all different types of fields. I was a, I worked, I was a detailer. I did construction. I did diesel mechanics. You know, I'm just, and I can almost yeah. like to almost anybody. So I think those are just a few reasons why.
0: No one coming from all those different backgrounds. I mean, every single one of those, I'm sure you had some sort of lesson. Right. That is benefiting you now, whether it's learning how to do sales, right. be transparent and communicate, like be uh, communicate everything. So mm-hmm. each one of those is now has built that foundation to where you can do what you're doing now and be, be successful at it.
1: Right. 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 And it, it all helps, you know, it might not be 100% you know, um, transferable, but it all yeah.
0: helps in some way. And then because you are in such a crazy moment right now in real estate, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you so far? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. You know, everybody's going to see this. I don't really care if they know. So last year, my first year, I did 12 deals. 12 deals my first year. Not bad. In the month of February, I signed eight listing agreements. So that's eight people that want me to sell their houses, with probably half of them wanting to buy at the very least. So if you do the math, it should have been 12 deals just right then and there. Yeah. You know, but things happen. You know, a lot of them couldn't get approved for home loans on their next purchase. So obviously they don't want to sell. You know, they don't want to sell if they can't buy another house. And then I had a few people just get scared out of the market. You know, uh, one was having a baby uh another was just like hey you know this is a really rough time for me right now every this is when gas was shooting up too like four dollars
0: oh geez okay you
1: know yeah so people were scared and i get it so i I think that would be the craziest thing i've experienced you know was just because they always tell us don't ever count your chips don't ever celebrate the closing before it's happened yeah but i'm a young agent i did it (laughs) I, i got excited you know so it was it was just really hard for me to accept the fact that this happens. It's business. That's why we are constantly prospecting to get more business to replace things that fall through. So that was the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. I will give another story, though.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last year, I had a client who loved the house. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, she, and it was an open door house, so she could self-tour. So she went back to it. As I'm submitting the offer, calls me. Hey, Darius, guess what I just did? I'm like, what? She's like, I took the key so nobody else could see it. I was like, you did what now? You oh took God. the key from the house? Thank God we got it under contract. But still, she took the key from the house, man. And oh my God, it gave me a heart attack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so, so that, I, I mean, that I can't believe. And I don't even want to deal with the heart, like, the heart attack you probably had. Right. But I think something that, especially in the field that we're that we're in sort of like entrepreneurs, like we're always Mm. out networking and whatnot. It is hard not to celebrate when you think you have all these leads and they're that close to closing. right? So when they don't fall through, I'm sure you had like not a sense of defeat per se, that's probably like the wrong way to word it, but I'm sure it kind of brought you down a little bit. Like how do you find when you have those setbacks How do you find, do you do do anything special to put you back in a mental space to just keep moving? Or are you just like soldiering along?
1: So usually I'm able to just soldier along. I really am. Now those, because it was so back to back to back, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I had a lot of things going on in my personal life at the time. It was really rough on me. You know, I'll be honest. It it did seem like defeat to me. It made me double, it made me double, you know, think twice. Like, should I be doing this? Like, am I do I know what I'm doing? Like, I know I did at the end of the day, but it was just really hard to get myself out of that mental state. And I'll be honest with you, man, I just kept going, you know, but the thoughts never left. I actually didn't start feeling better about all this until two, three days ago, you know, two, three days ago. I was like, you know what I I had because I still had all those listing agreements that I signed, you know, the, the ones that weren't going through. And I was just holding on to them like, OK, you know, maybe this will be the week that they, turn, that they are ready to go or maybe this will be the week. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. And I threw them all away. I said, if they want, you know, if they're ready to move forward, they'll call me back and we'll, you know, I'm going to keep contact with them. But when they're ready to move forward, I'll just get another one signed. I didn't yeah. want to hold on to that stuff and just hope that something will come of it. You know, so I threw them all away. You know, I'm still keeping contact with them. I think I threw them away on Monday and as of today between monday and today i set five listing appointments for next week so i'm moving on man. It, is what yeah. it is i'm moving on i got two listings going live next week and i set five appointments for next week so i'm
0: you know i'm rolling and controlling so now it sounds like you have some sort of you have some sort of idea if something gets to this point that's where you're going to write the breakup letter not necessarily say like hey i'm moving on from you i'm never going to work with you but right it, you're going to put it on the back burner. So when it happens, it happens. But at the meantime, right. you're not going to be chasing it around with your head, like a chicken. Right. With a
1: right, right, right. And it's, and you know, and the, the breakup letter was just like on my end. Like I'm not calling them and saying, hey, I just threw your listing agreement away. You call me when you're serious. You know, I get it. I, I really get it. You know, this is, first off, moving is a stressful process in its own. Yeah. Moving is a stressful process times a thousand so, you know, I get it. I 100% get it. You know, I don't fault them for it, you know, but at the same time, I'm not going to wait around until I'm keep the contact with them. I'm going to do my due diligence, reach out to them weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is. You know, if they turn into something they do, if they don't, guess what? I'm still getting new business. You know, I can't help everybody. Unfortunately, as much as I'd like to, I can't.
0: <laughs> so Darius, thank you so much for being here. Is there, if you if people want to reach out to you whether it's about selling their home buying one or just learning more is there any place that they can find you
1: yeah yeah yeah. they could uh first off you know i am i'm a young one so i'm always on social media so darius craig stevens on facebook hit me up on facebook uh give me a call shoot me a text at seven seven zero 527 1259 i'm pretty accessible Then you know, if you hit me up on facebook i'll tell you look here text me call me you know but hit me up however you can you know facebook phone call hell if you they find me on instagram hit me up on instagram (laughs) i'm all over the place man Yeah,
0: i'm the same way especially when you grow up in this field you have to be everywhere at this point right but thank you so much darius so that's it for this week's episode of impactful leaders be sure to add me on facebook or linkedin as well as we just mentioned uh andrew j clark and follow us in your favorite podcast app so that way you don't miss the next episode thanks for listening